You're listening to the Every Student, Every Day podcast with me, Jim Franchini, Superintendent of the Averill Park Central School District. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Every Student, Every Day podcast. We appreciate you joining us today. Uh, as always, we're excited about our guests, and, and this time we are very excited to have two members of our kindergarten faculty. As you can imagine, COVID has changed a lot of what we do, and perhaps nowhere has that change been felt more than in the kindergarten level. As uh, the folks with us today are that first line, the first teachers that our, our students have and welcome them to the district. And, and certainly with our youngest learners, things have changed quite a bit uh, since March of 2022. So first of all, we wanna say thank you to them for joining us. This is an extremely busy week for them as they're doing report cards and they have all sorts of stuff going on. And we asked them if they could squeeze us in and they were gracious enough to uh, spend some time with us today. So without further ado, thank you, Joanne Rounds and Kelsey Ryan, two of our fine members of the kindergarten teaching team. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We're happy thank to you. be here. <laughs> Great. So why don't we start off by just telling, uh, if you could tell the folks a little bit about yourselves and your backgrounds. What led you to being in this spot now as an Averill Park teacher? Joanne, well, want to start us off? Sure. Um, so I'm Joanne Rounds. Um, I've lived here all my life. I went to Avril Park um, and uh, this is my 20th year of teaching at Avril Park. Um, my first 11 years were as a reading teacher and then I switched into kindergarten. I've been there every ever since. I absolutely love it. It's the only grade I ever want to teach. Um, I have two kids that go to the high school here and our, my whole family is from around here and we've We've always been here. I love it. Excellent. And you are the teacher leader in the kindergarten. Yes, I am. I am the teacher leader for oh. kindergarten as well. Yes, we're very uh, excited. We have a collegial, collegial leadership structure here and a teacher leader. And Joanne fills that role uh, extremely well for us in leading our kindergarten team. So thank you for your thank you. extra bit of service in that area. <laughs> Kelsey, how about you? Hi, everyone. I'm Kelsey Ryan. I am newer to the district. This is my third year in kindergarten at West Sand Lake Elementary School. And before this, I actually did start out as a reading teacher, but in other districts. Um, I also spent a couple of year, uh, one year doing special ed. And then I was bouncing around with um, uh, kindergarten subs and I also did a little bit in the library as a, a library uh, teacher that needed a medical leave. So I've, I've done a lot of different positions in different districts. And I can honestly say that my favorite has been working at Averill Park. I love working with my kindergarten team, whether it's the West Sand Lake team, but also our extended team at Miller Hill and post and kill. I think this is the best fit I could have ever been placed, been ever been given. So um, yeah, I'm really happy to continue my third year here and keep working with this amazing group of teachers. Great. Thank you, Kelsey. So you know, as I mentioned, the past couple of years have been very different to say the least. You know, for you, students are in the first year of being in school full time, the beginning of their educational careers, really. 
how have your students adapted to COVID-19 protocols, the masks and the distancing and the quarantining and all the stuff that you've had to deal with? How have the students been able to adapt? Joanne, do you want to start us off on that one? Yes. Um, so actually, if you, if you think about it and you go back a little bit, um, unfortunately, this is really all these students have known. Their first year of preschool would have been the first year of COVID. Um, so it is... As far as this group goes, um, they are pretty used to what the guidelines are. Um, we would have to say that the quarantine is the most difficult part that we have to deal with. Um, it's confusing to them. They don't know why they're not at school and with their friends and why they're seeing us on a computer. Um, so I'd have to say the quarantine is the most difficult. Um, the other thing is this year, since we've they're getting together a little bit more this year. So the first couple of years in preschool, I'd have to say it was pretty unnatural to teach young children not to share, not to play. It's not who they are. They want to share. They want to play. They want to hug. So we're getting back into they can start to play with kids within their table groups. And we are focusing on sharing. And yes, it's OK now you can slide that pencil over and let that child use it. So it's, that's the kind of things that we're working with this year. Um, and but yeah, like I said, the quarantine is probably the hardest to deal with as far as keeping them current with what we're doing in the classroom and still maintaining connection with them so they still feel like they're part of the class. Kelsey, do you have anything? <laughs> yeah, you talked about a lot of the points I have written down. You know, I think every student is a little bit different, but like Joanne said, they are they don't know any different. They don't know that there's supposed to be a huge rug in our classroom. Well, at least in West Sand Lake, we don't have our rugs back yet. Um, but we don't have that rug piece where we're all coming together in a tight unit. Um, and all they know is sitting at their desks. Um, and but they're pretty good with wearing masks all day. I mean, every every class has a student or so that you need that always the reminders that you're giving always big reminders to to get their mask on. But for the most part, they're really good about it. Um, families are amazing with providing extra masks for mask changes. Um, it is really tempting for kindergartners to pull that mask in their mouth. So they have to change it a couple of times a day. So thank you families for providing those extra masks for us. Um, the main office and the schools, thank you for providing those extra small masks because, you know, it, the kindergarten faces are so small. It is hard to get <laughs> those down. masks to stay on and everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, like Joanne says, the social distancing piece they are pretty good about giving spaces and with gentle reminders, they do follow those uh, mm -hmm. protocols and um, everything we have in place to prevent COVID as much as possible. Um, and yeah, quarantine is the hardest. It's hard to get them to do work on the computer, especially at the very beginning of the year when we don't, you know, we're trying to get them in the classroom and just gotten that routine, but also now starting them on computers and making sure that they can have access to assignments when they're at home. It's just a big change, a big change for parents too, if they don't have experience in the education world. So, but I think 
families and students have done a great job so far. It is so interesting to think about what their frame of reference is and their context is like you forget it's been such a large percentage of their life relative it has. to most of the rest of us. So yeah. And certainly right. of their educational experience. Shifting away from COVID for a bit, like we've held for the first year um, in a long time, a kindergarten screening. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit why we did that? And even, I guess, what that screening tool is. What does it entail? Why do we do it? How did it go? Benefits of doing it, all those type of things in this, this new kind of data world in which you live in. How is the screening going? Kelsey? So the screener was set up basically for the teachers to learn about the incoming students and kindergartners um, because it's it's really hard to get that baseline of, of that understanding of what students are coming in. But this year when we were able to see them in June at the end of the year, it was really nice to see and spend 15 minutes with them and their families while well, their families stayed outside. But we got to work right with the kindergartners or the incoming kindergartners, excuse me, to see um, how they were doing. We were able to make that instant connection, greeting them at the door and doing, um, you know, we always like to make everything fun in kindergarten, obviously. And we got to do those games with them to see where their learning abilities are there for, so that we can help them right off the bat when they start in September with any supports and enrichment um, coming in. That's going to help us be better teachers as we gather that data of what our students need. So I think that the screener went pretty well. We had a lot of families attend. A lot of them also attended throughout the summer as well for makeup days and it was really nice to have all of the staff involved. It was nice to have the OTPT staff, um, our speech staff, and our kindergarten staff. We had one kindergarten teacher per building on each of the screening days. So it was nice to break it up, work with different teachers that you don't normally work with, and um, see the future of Averill Park. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going so well and it is so encompassing i mean it really entails a lot yeah do you anything to add or well if i think it went well and it was encompassing and there were so many people within the district that helped to make those three four days a success um it just, it went really well. And like Kelsey said, we did get positive feedback. The kids seemed really excited, but it also allowed for the families to learn about our district and to ask questions. It's always a little nerve wracking to send your kindergartner into school. And it's nice to have some questions answered before they're gonna get on that bus and leave. So it allowed the families, they watched a video, they learned about the district. Um, there was a staff, an April Park staff member out there with the families, answering any questions they may have, directing them to whoever can give the correct answer. Um, and we were very excited to get it back. It has been a while and it, it was a really nice experience. Um, and like Kelsey said, it allowed us to have supports in place or enrichments in place right in September when the kids stepped in the door. It was, it, it took away some of that learning curve. So. It was, it was really nice to have this year. 
And I'd like to add, if I can go back, um, Mm -hmm. I was hired over the summer. So I, the, the visit day that happened in June, I already missed. So I had no idea going into my first year, what my students were like, what they looked like. Um, so, and then the following year we were hit with COVID and we didn't have a visit day or a screener. We were actually in the process of starting the screener that year and we shut down. So that was a huge bummer. So it was really nice to see from my perspective. I, I've never been a part of that type of committee type of review process. And it was really great to plan it, to prep it, to do with the research for which type of program we should use for that kindergarten screener, and then to eventually, finally put it in action. It was really awesome to see. It went so smooth for our first run. It was great. And being able to see the students and the families so that I knew, you know, it, it was just really nice to have. So. That's great. It really is a huge step for us in the right direction. Uh, So we go from screening tool to literacy. It's something that we take seriously here in the district and starts really at the kindergarten level. Currently, our teachers are working with the Reading League. Can you tell us a little bit about that research that's kind of being done and and how that's uh, helping you with students and with instruction and literacy and how it all kind of comes together with our really our partner in this and in the Reading League and the information they're providing us? Well, we start with uh, Joanne this time. Um, so as a former reading teacher in the district, it is very exciting to see this coming through. Um, we are working with the Reading League and we are taking a pretty deep dive into the science of reading. And that's, that's where we need to be right now to ensure that they have the skills to become those readers as they progress through their school career. Um, So we're meeting with the Reading League and they are providing us with tools and strategies that we can very quickly implement within our classroom to ensure these essential phonological and phonemic skills are in place. Um, The K team has been very excited about this, I'd have to say. Um, It has actually led us to review our report card. we have made some changes. We did add a phonological awareness section to our report card. And we've also provided a FAQ sheet, I would say, to the parents to explain what this new section is and why it's so important. Um, We actually brought in an additional curriculum to do with the kids. Um, So the, the, the science of reading is really it's that auditory piece. Can they manipulate sounds and syllables? And that has to be in place before they start to read those sounds on paper. So it's, it's a readiness skill at the kindergarten level that they need to be at before they start to read those words. Um, so it's been nice to work with the Reading League. They've given us wonderful resources. Um, and all of us have taken it back to our classrooms and immediately implemented what they have said. So it's nice to be working with them and get those ideas. Yeah, it's really, I also came from reading, as I said before, and I also spent time right before I came to Averill Park working with um, 
the phonological piece with Dr. Kilpatrick's work. So I'm happy that I'm also using it now as I work here because I thought it was so great. And I did see a lot of improvement, a lot of short, quick improvement in students reading both at Averill Park and the districts I've been at before when using this program, when using this um, new science research base uh, idea of how students learn to read. And I think the Reading League really breaks it down for us. They do an excellent job at giving us the knowledge to take those huge words, phonological awareness, phonemic awareness, um, uh, systematic and explicit instruction, and we can break it down now so that we can easily communicate it to families and parents so that they understand it in plain English, not all this <laughs> educational jargon, you know, so it's, it's, it's nice. We have a better understanding of why we are teaching these and it, I, I've seen a huge improvement in my students just from September with working with our Hegarty program, which has that phonological piece just from working with them in September through the beginning of December, uh, I've seen such a huge growth, so much confidence in their abilities. So uh, I, I really am appreciative of the Reading League and all, you know, the continual learning and knowledge that they've given me as we've been working with them since 2019. And it's been nice because they are actually showing us what's coming and why we're doing what we're doing. So it was nice to see her say, you're not gonna see the end result. First grade is going to do this, but you are setting them up. So it's nice to see that continuum into the other right. grades. Right, yeah. That's a great perspective as you know the front line, the first people getting them and how it's going to build in the continuum. It's very and nice. The use of this, that, that, is, that was uh, very well explained. Um, and I, it's good to see uh, the excitement with it. I know as a district, we're pretty excited about it, but it's always great when the people who are actually in the classroom in the trenches understand and see the connections being made right there kind of firsthand and, and see it in practice. So that's, yes. that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, the next question, Joanne, really, you know, we talk about kindergarten and how things have changed. We're always talking education, how things are different. It's, you know, the common core, things aren't the same as when I was at school. You hear parents say that a lot. Well, kindergarten, very different than it was it is. 15, 20, 25 years ago mm -hmm. when, and when many parents might have been in school themselves. And what would you, how would you describe the changes? What have the changes been for either parents who might be listening, who don't have students who have started in the district yet, or those who are just kind of beginning to go through this? What are the changes? What can they expect their children to be doing throughout the course of a kindergarten year? Well, um, we always talk about an education like that pendulum swinging. And I'd say 20 to 30 years ago, that pendulum was way over on the side of children learn through play. Um, mm -hmm. Letters were introduced. I wouldn't necessarily say kids were reading at the end of kindergarten, but they knew their letters, their sounds, right. and the day was very play-based. And then that pendulum swung the other way and it became very academic and very rigorous and the play kind of disappeared. Mm -hmm. And what we're actively working on 
right now currently with the team is bringing that pendulum into the middle and having a balance. Children this age do learn through play, but they also need the rigor of the academics. So we're trying to balance the play and the academics in the classroom because through play, um, it encourages language. They ask questions. They seek new information. So playing is important. So if you walk past a play, like a kindergarten classroom and they're all playing, that is hugely important to them. But we're also trying to make their mornings when they're ready to learn that the rigor of the academics. So we're, we're trying to bring that pendulum into the middle. And it's not a full day of play, but it's also not a full day of sit down and learn. That's that's not where they are either. So we're trying to bring that balance into the classroom. And I think we've done well so far. We are definitely finding that balance. Um, and it's, it's knowing the kindergarten student, students and knowing that in the morning is when you need to do the academics because they're ready and they're they're tiring towards the end of the day. And that's when you bring the play in. Um, so we are finding a nice balance, I feel. Um, but yes, we are. It's looking very different than it did 20 years ago. Um, and also 20 years ago, it was, it was usually a half day. They're now, right. they're in the buildings full day. It's a long day. Um, they're doing great, um, but it's a long day. So Kelsey, do you have anything else? I agree. I mean, you basically just described my kindergarten experience when I was in kindergarten. Half day, lots of play, like play rotations. Yeah. You know, we had the Lego table, the paint table, the we had a journal page, but it was just coloring. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, and then we sang songs on the rug. Mm -hmm. That's what I remember from kindergarten. Um, and then we would have snack and go home. But definitely it has changed a lot, lots, definitely a lot more rigor, but we try and make it fun because again, we're kindergarten teachers and we want to have fun in kindergarten. It's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I would say that's hugely different in kindergarten is that we work with computers, if not every day, at least two or three times a week. Yes. Um, our students are on computers learning how to navigate through websites, learning how to use the trackpads or a mouse, um, the keyboard, and going through different websites um, and things on the computer. So that's a huge change for them um, in kindergarten over the last decade, as well as the technology that they use at home. Because if you think about it, their technology at home is a tablet where they're just holding and touching and tapping. Mm, right. They don't have that computer experience like they do in the classroom. So another thing that we're <laughs> training them to do um, as they come into kindergarten at, at five years old, <laughs> sweeties. That is a great overall summary of how where it was and then where it went to and now hopefully trying to find that balance and combining things and two very unique perspectives on, on that. That's, that's fantastic. And I do think I completely agree with everything you said. I think that's exactly where it was and kind of where we're trying to get it to. And the importance of that balance, like in so many aspects of education, trying to have some form of, of balance and taking the whole child in, but making sure you have the academic rigor. And, and there's all that, the social emotional stuff now, which we've talked about on this podcast and, and the importance of that, especially now in the COVID time. So it is, it's, it's really combining a lot of things. It's, 
Thank you. So you, you both have sorted maybe kind of alluded to my next question. I think if I had to make some guesses, I could probably come pretty close. Kindergarten teachers, a pretty unique bunch. What is your favorite part about being a kindergarten teacher? It seems like I think it's pretty obvious just from listening to you. You're both pretty passionate about not just teaching, but teaching kindergarten. What makes it so special? What do you like about it? Kelsey, you want to start? I'd love to start. I think it is a special position. We get the we get these students first. We get to help make them love school. I think it there are so many amazing amazing moments in kindergarten from being able to uh, meet a student's best friend. I there was a student in my class in September who said he's trying to get his friend's attention. He's just calling him best friend, best friend. So <laughs> other kid has no idea he's trying to talk to him. And now they know each other's names, you know, and it's just the sweetest thing. Uh, there are so many aha moments and wow moments that y- you literally could fill the ocean with them for a kindergarten teacher. They, when they learn something, they pick it up like crazy. Another example of why I love kindergarten, we're watching Mark, Teague um, on his author visit, uh, Google Meet call, and he's holding up his new book. And we had just learned one of the letters that was in the title. And the student comes right over to my desk and says, it's the letter we learned. It's those moments you want to scream. It's so exciting in kindergarten. The students grow so much from students who don't know how to write their name and then a month later are writing it completely independently. It's, it's those little moments with those little people are amazing. They, they, they make me get up and come to work every day. They make me love my job every day. <laughs> That's a great story. Best friend, best friend. <laughs> best friend, best friend. <laughs> Joanne. Well, Basically, I get to spend my whole day through the eyes of a five-year-old. I mean, that's fun. I mean, we get to live vicariously through them. I mean, especially like this time of year, they are so excited. It's like the classroom is buzzing. Like they are just, they're so excited. But like Kelsey said, we are their first year. We are setting them up for the rest. And we have to make sure that we are instilling a love of learning because we're, we're the first. They've, they've got, you know many years to go. So we get to be part of that. And that that's really cool is that we're that first piece and we're going to set them up and we do get to live vicariously through them. But like she said, I think at this grade level, there are so many aha moments. And you see, even with the mask on, you can see their face light up, their eyes just like start to glow. They're just so excited. And there's lots of those moments in kindergarten. They're every day. And like she said, and then when they eventually learn your name, they're all excited because in the beginning you are a teacher. Oh, <laughs> and then yes, they start to learn. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also mom a couple times a day. We get called mom all the time. <laughs> um, and then they're so shocked. Mom. <gasps> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so okay. Cute. It's okay. Um, it's just, it's fun. It's exhausting, but it is fun. It's, it's just a fun grade to teach. Thoroughly enjoy it. I feel bad for people who don't 
know how to teach kindergarten. I feel <laughs> everybody should. I feel like everybody should like, have oh. joy at the end of the day or, you know, not every day is amazing and you're smiling at the end of every day, but everybody should feel this happy when a kindergartner says, you know, uh, you know, when they're like, oh, that's, we learned that letter already. Mm. They want to show you everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. I, I, I hope everybody loves their job as much as, you know, I do and Joanne and the rest of our team does, but yeah, we have the best job. <laughs> We're going to use this as a recruiting video for teachers. <laughs> but it's so true. It's a great perspective. That is, that is fantastic. So our last question is always um, related to our mission statement and the name of our podcast. So we always ask people on here, what does every student every day mean to you? I can't remember who started last one. So Joanne, we'll go back to you on this one. Was that? Um, well, and I think this, this goes back a couple of years to when I was talking to another colleague and it's not just the students in your classroom. Then you close your door in there. These are our students, K-12. They are our students. I just feel like every teacher, every staff member is part of every student's life. So when that fourth or fifth grader comes down the hallway and gives me a hug because they miss me, I'm like, wow, it's not the fifth grade teacher student, it's our students. And I feel like we have to be there for them every day, meeting them, where they are and building them up even further. I just feel like that's every student. And if you're walking down the hall and you see a different student struggling, you go and you you help them. It's just, these are all our students, K-12, they're our students. And we all, we're all there for them, wherever they need us to be. Thank you. Kelsey, Absolutely. final word. I agree completely with Joanne. I think, you know, every student is different. Every student has a different need and every day looks different, honestly. So it's meeting meeting our students, whether they are in our classroom currently, um, are, were in our classroom a year before, were in our classroom four years before, or obviously not for kindergarten, but will be in our grade level next year. We have to set the tone. We have to make sure that they are um, ready to learn every day and they're having a good experience. Um, it could All it can take is a good morning. How are you? Can I help walk you to class? Just anything little to start their day off right or end their day off right. And it, it's, it's really important when you have students that come back like like Joanne said, um, first graders coming to show me their writing journals or they get to make cards as part of their writing activities. And when they bring them down to give them to me and read them to me, it's really special. Even students, because I am new, the fifth graders get to write journals to old teachers and they get to write back. And I've started getting fifth graders who I've never taught. I really don't know. They want to write to me. Yep. Those are our students. <laughs> they are our students. Just like Joanne said, they're our students and that means something. And I'm happy that they chose me, you know? Yeah. So it, it, 
it's really every student every day and making sure that you are their cheerleader, not only their teacher, but their cheerleader and their support system. We got to lift them up. We got to meet them where they are and make them go as far as they can go. Well, that was that was fantastic. I really do appreciate you guys taking the time. I know this is a busy week. It's a busy time of year. Not that there's really any not busy times of year. But <laughs> no, there really is. This is certainly one of the busier times as you're getting those report cards ready to go. This has been fantastic. I think it is really clear for people who don't know either of you at all and are just listening how uh, passionate you two are about what you do every day uh, as educators and especially in this very specific role as kindergarten teachers and and the value on the district so really thank you for all you do every day thank you for spending some time with us and sharing your experience with our listeners and our community really appreciate it thanks for tuning in be sure to subscribe to our podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen see you next time on every student every day